0: Are you thinking what I'm thinking? No way! No way! Oh my god! Wow! And one man still remains unscathed by it all the NXT champion! The last man standing, Adam Cole in the ring on his own. What the? They're the power of NXT! It's the gift of the nightmare that keeps on giving! Whoa. Oh my god! NXT beat AEW, finally. We're about to make history, each and every one of you. We use the word revolution, because this is a revolution! I am NXT. And I'm not going anywhere. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Bruh. This is an official declaration of war tonight. To anyone who wants to get in my way, and anybody who stands in AEW's way, we are NXT. What you call a paradigm shift. Hello and welcome to WWE vs AEW episode 8. We are now on episode 8 of the show, week 8, and it is a newsworthy week. The big story that this week will be remembered for after 8 long weeks. The WWE beats AEW. Yes, NXT beats Dynamite in the ratings war, and to be honest with you, I put a poll up on our Twitter, on the well, on the Neutral Wrestling Twitter, asking people who they thought would win the show, and I couldn't quite believe that the vote. I think it came out at seventy-four percent for AEW were going to win in the ratings. Now, if you go back to two weeks ago, um, we sort of knew that there was going to be some WWE talent on NXT, and. Um, but only at the start of the show. So AJ Styles, uh, the rest of the OC, they appeared on NXT. Um, They appeared on NXT and at the start of the show and the ratings shot up throughout the show and they almost won. I think they were 6,000 viewers or something along those lines short of being AEW. But if any of you had to suffer through three hours of Raw on Monday night, you'll have seen at the end of Raw, um, the final segment of Raw, Triple H, announced that the doors were open, and that all the main roster stars were invited to NXT. So I just thought it was a formality that NXT were going to be AEW this week. And um, obviously, the opening segment had Becky Lynch in it. And um, so obviously, you had you already you already had the announcement. And then if you go back to last time where all the buzz got out that AJ Styles was opening NXT, the same thing will have happened this time where it will have been on social media, whatever. Oh, Becky Lynch is opening NXT. So that will have transcended viewers as well. So yeah, I was surprised that it was only, I think it was 20, what was it, 22,000 in the end. I'll just have a look here. I've got the Observer up so, with a loaded goal shown featuring several several appearances by wrestlers from Raw SmackDown, NXT managed to squeak out a win for the first time. <laughs> they are not. They're quite, look at them. They're, trying, they're doing the best to hide it, I suppose. But yeah, NXT averaged 916,000. That was up 22% from last week, where AEW runners-up with eight hundred and ninety three thousand so yeah you can see there a difference of twenty three thousand viewers nxt cold still coming back nxt finally win with twenty three thousand views but the observer are quick to point out as I'm sure they will be however nxt did still trail in the all the all important as we keep hearing 18 to 49 demo with a 0.39 Rating in that 18 to 49 demo NXT did a 0.3 rating in the 18 to 49 Demo so basically a 0.9 difference there a w win the 18 to 49 demo But nobody's gonna remember that when you look back in history at week eight of the Wednesday night wars all it will read is NXT beat AEW finally that is what the headline will read I might even have it as the title of this week's show so yeah so obviously the Observer are quick to point out that Dynamite did beat NXT in every demo except for people over 50 where NXT had a bigger-than-usual advantage of 0.4 to 0.29. Now, obviously, if you're reading between the lines, if you're using your brain, you will know that all these over-50s that watch Raw, that watch SmackDown, are mainly the ones that have tuned into NXT to see the main roster stars on the show. But, if you look at it, maybe maybe they'll like what they said, maybe they will stick around next week, maybe after TakeOver, after Survivor Series, they might think, well, NXT's on on Wednesdays, I'm going to check that out, so... Yeah, NXT, I'm sure, I don't even think either company will be too disappointed. I think AEW will be happy that they only lost by 23,000 when you had stars such as Becky Lynch, who main invented WrestleMania, you had Seth Rollins, you had other stars on the show, Um, so so they'll be happy during their own loss by 23,000. This is not going to be the case every week, unless... Like I suggested on Twitter, maybe, just maybe, after seeing that the only way they're going to be AEW each week is to have main roster talent advertised for the show, maybe they'll do a wild card rule. Maybe they will say, oh, there's a wild card rule where wrestlers from Raw, from SmackDown, maybe three, maybe five, can go to NXT every week. If you WWE, that's what you're going to do. If that's what it takes to beat... WWE don't want to be losing to AEW in these ratings. It's embarrassing for the company. They are known, and they like to be known, as the biggest wrestling company in the world who will beat everyone else. They don't want stories going around, AEW beat WWE for the seventh straight week. So they are well within their right to do whatever it takes to beat AEW, hey, I said at the start of all this, you go back to our pilot show. I said exactly what would happen. I got messages on Twitter. People say, no, don't be stupid. NXT will carry on. I said... Within a few weeks, expect the likes of Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, I no, Roman Reigns hasn't been on, but still, the big stars will be on NXT because this is no longer the developmental brand. They've let you know that by having the title defended at Survivor Series. They've let you know that it's on USA. This is serious now. They're going to have their main stars on NXT going forward. It's simple. If you think that Vince McMahon, after finally beating AEW, is after Survivor Series all of a sudden never going to have any main roster talent on NXT, you are crazy because that is exactly what is going to happen. People say, no, it's going to go back to normal AW winning the ratings after Survivor Series. That might happen, but if you think there's not going to be any main roster talent on NXT after Survivor Series and it's just going to go back to the fun, developmental, super indie show it's been, you're completely wrong. I promise you that. I promise you that right now. Um, so yeah, that is, basically there's not much else I want to touch on that. It's going to be interesting the next few weeks, the ratings. But the positive is for AEW, obviously it looks like they're, do you know what I mean, they did 893,000 viewers, yeah? That's when NXT have beat them. There's about a 200,000 about 200, people who sort of watch both shows along the way. But for AEW still to do 893,000, it is a positive number. The week before they were off um, a pay-per-view, and obviously to only drop. I think what what did they drop? They dropped I think it was about um seven was it seven percent or something like that. But to only drop that is a positive and I think AEW will more than happy with the eight hundred and ninety-three thousand viewers that they got this week. Um but yeah as I say the main story NXT beat AEW right so that that is basically the ratings talk. Um that's the main the main story on this show but these two shows these shows this week i forget the ratings now i think genuinely think that these two shows put it this way for me one of the shows i'm not going to reveal that till we reveal the late, the winner of the week later on one of these shows for me was the best out of these 16 shows that have taken place in these wednesday night wars Um, But we'll we'll start with AEW, um, Dynamite, and it was a really good show. There was a few things that I didn't like. I'm going to get into the stuff that I didn't like first. I didn't like the Dark Order video. I thought it was weird. I've seen a lot of people liked it on Twitter. I didn't. I didn't think it. It was just strange, to be honest. It was out of place, and it wasn't for me. Um, Now, this Kenny Omega video. So, Kenny Omega, he's doing a serious video about his redemption battle, he's not been a star so far on the roster, and he's going to he's gonna start that next week by beating Pac next week on Dynamite and he ends it, this is a serious problem thinking, yeah, this is the Kenny Omega we want to see and he ends it, on the bench press, with more weights on one side and the other, trying to turn it into a comedy skit, this is not being the elite, yeah, people saying, no, oh, he's been doing this for years, yeah, he has, he's been doing this for years in New Japan, in DDT, this is not New Japan and DDT, this is a weekly Mainstream, well, maybe not mainstream, but it is on. U- it is on TNT. I know they said USA, then it's on TNT. The show. He is trying to gain a different type of audience. He doesn't need to be doing stupid little comedy segments. People say, oh, Chris Jericho's been doing that for years. Yeah, but Chris Jericho is actually funny. Chris Jericho has had 20-plus years of television exposure. Kenny Omega has had eight weeks of television exposure. He does not need to be doing these goofy comedy segments. If I was one of these people who hadn't seen Kenny Omega before being in AEW, and I'd heard all the fuss every time there's a Royal Rumble, it's always Kenny Omega debuting. He's like basically the biggest star out of WWE and he I'd tune into AEW and sit him for the first time, I'd be like is that what all the fuss is about? really? this guy? that is what I'd be like but luckily I've seen his series with Okada, I've seen his match with Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom and countless other matches, the guy's great but how he's being portrayed on this television show I it's just not for me hopefully this changes he's facing Jack Evans on Dark I haven't read the spoilers but I'm assuming he wins that assuming he beats Pac and we need to have some great Kenny Omega matches cut all this crap out with these stupid backstage segments because the man is a danger to himself so, yeah, that is what I didn't like um, there's something else that I didn't like in one of the matches later on, which I'm sure you're all well aware of, but what well, I did like, Phoenix versus Nick Jackson, some crazy spots in this match, um, it was a great start to the show, Phoenix in the next 18 months for me is going to be a main event challenger for the title, um, the guy's a star, he's like, I don't know, he's going to be AEW's Rey Mysterio for me, I think he's just fantastic, uh, Nick Jackson for me is I feel bad saying this, but I think he's probably the better of the two Jackson brothers. Um, I do feel bad saying that, but the guy's a star. I think he's got a big chance of being a single star. Um, he's just great guy that you can get the heat on, get the sympathy for, and you can do the big comeback. He's done it in so many tag team matches where Matt has been selling the back, um, and he's just great at it. So, yeah, I want to see... I want to see, like, a big guy, maybe like a Warlow, a um, Jack Hager versus Nick Jackson single match. I think those types of matches are going to be more suited to nick jackson but balls to the wall a match like this they went absolutely all out and this this was a really good match i think i went three and a half stars on this so check that out um obviously the main event was john moxley versus darby allen and this is great darby allen is a star he is a star i mean i've there's rumors going around i think he said that he doesn't actually want to be in the wrestling business for longer than a few years hope that he's just working us with that because this guy he's only young he's a star you see the fans sat ringside with a face paint on he comes out and you just feel superstar the guy's going to be a superstar maybe a future AEW world champion and he looked great out there with moxley obviously there's the size difference but these two worked a great match um, a really great main event. So we had, re- I think, I went three and a half stars on that actually. And um, that the, the end of the match where um, the coffin drop is caught into a sleeper. That was just a great move. And then the paradigm shift off the was it the middle of the top rope for the win. Commentators were excellent for this match. Moxley looked like he'd injured his finger, or it was just great sign. this was just great. It's a great match. Two great matches. Uh, Moxley Allen Nick Jackson um, versus Ray. Phoenix. Um other stuff on the show. Karashida against Brit Baker was it was okay. Um, the women's division AEW has flat to deceive, maybe you could say. Some people are saying that. Um I've, I've enjoyed some of the uh Rio matches, but yeah, Rio against Britt Baker, decent match. Um, it looks like Karashida is gonna be the number one contender in the women's division. This diamond ring battle royal was alright. Um don't think it was great of some people Complain about it, Daryl. If you're listening, you'd be complaining about it. Um, but yeah, it was. I didn't like just having MJF in this. Just he's just there. Do you know what I mean he's getting his heel heat or whatever? But this seemed like something you'd do if you weren't stuck in a storyline. Just oh, let's just throw him in a battle royal. Um, but they obviously want the MJF versus Hangman Page match next week. Um, so yeah, spoiler those two were the final two. It was a nice. They always every battle royal, row, Rumble blast to be. Oh. We forgot that he hadn't been eliminated. He went underneath the bottom rope, and he comes back in. So I'm getting a bit tired of that. Um, but yeah, Jungle Boy. I would like to see Jungle Boy actually get a bit of a rub in this. Why do planes always fly over my house during these podcasts? Um, but yeah, so that was basically the battle royal. And um, what else was on? Oh, we'll talk about. We had a Chris Jericho segment, which was okay, and um, that sets up Jericho versus Scorpio Sky for next week, it was nothing great to talk about, um, we had Luchasaurus squashing Peter Avalon, but this proud and Pie, proud and Pie, proud and powerful versus private Pie. the referees, they did it in the pack match the other week, um, I, I'm guessing you've all seen it by now, um, I think it's Cassidy, who hits one of the worst Canadian destroyers you'll ever see, these guys are so green, and um, he, he hits Canadian destroyer, rolls him up into the pin, 1, 2, and the ref just stops counting. Cassidy looks confused. The ref sort of making out um, that it's Santana um, pulled his foot, which it didn't look like he did. It was just confusing. It was just awkward. He's counting the three, and he just stopped. It was embarrassing. This just sort something like this can just completely take you out of a show. And the match itself was not good at all. But I don't know. I think Santana missed his cue to start off. So Santana messed up. Yeah. The referee should have just counted the three. Um, they're told to do this, I hear. Um, but he should have just counted the three. They were a the private party. Do you know what I mean? They should have just counted um, the three for me. But, hey, I don't, I really don't even know what, what, what to say about this. Um, it was just bizarre. Also, it's like, if it's a private party. We're going to win anyway. So just count the pin. Just count the pin, and then the commentators—they're trying to explain it as, um, "Oh, it, do you know what I mean? It, oh, it wasn't the legal man, but he wasn't the legal man. But then Ortiz just carried on in the ring and had to tag back in Santana, so it was just a mess. It was embarrassing. They need to sort this out. And um, this was really took me out of the show. It really, really did for a brief point. Uh, Dustin Rose comes out after the match. Um, that—that that was basically it. We had the Kenny Omega stuff. Yeah, that was the show. Two really good matches. And um, the Chris Jericho announcement was not a big announcement. I've heard people saying, oh, CM Punk's coming to confront Jericho in Chicago next week. We'll see on that one. Um, but yeah, so the, the two matches are basically the Phoenix versus Nick Jackson, Moxley versus Darby Allen, and maybe the Chris Jericho promo are the things to check out on this show. Now, NXT. NXT. Now, I always said people gave me abuse about this. I am going on record records. I was not the biggest fan of the weekly NXT show. I'm not a fan of these shows that are taped eight weeks in advance, six weeks in advance, whatever. You always hear spoilers. I'm not someone who particularly likes watching wrestling when I know exactly what happens. Um, I don't like the fact you could see, say, Johnny Gargano one week and then you wouldn't see him again for three weeks. I don't really like that sort of stuff. People don't need to be on every show, but when they're having a big title feud maybe for me, they do um, but yeah, so I was never a big fan of the NXT weekly show people shot me down for that but that's the truth however, since it's gone to two hours I've loved it I think it's, it's just it's like a better version of the one week show it is just It's been good. It's been really good. The two hour shows, these Wednesday nights even, there was stuff wrong with AEW but it was still a really good show. This for me was overall the best night of the Wednesday Night Wars. Three and a half hours of just great great wrestling great stories it was just brilliant. I mean NXT started with a Becky Lynch promo. Great to see her back in NXT. This brings down Rhea Ripley. They have a match which is a, it's not a dream match, but it's like a do you know what I mean? It's an interesting matchup to see. Um Shana Baza comes out and ruin it ruins it sort of but yeah Becky Lynch versus um Rhea Ripley, great way to start the show. Then we get a great segment Kalan Reeves is out, Ricochet attacks him. This leads to Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor, a dream match for people. Then he went about six or seven minutes, but it's still great to see unexpectedly Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor on a Wednesday night, a random Wednesday night in November. Um, it was great while it lasted. We had Cesaro and Nakamura coming out. I'm watching Matt Riddle interact with Nakamura, which is great. Um, Riddle actually gets the win over. Ricochet and all this interference ricochet then it's a crazy dive to Cesaro Finn Balor attacks Matt Riddle to uh, Lead to their match on Saturday night at takeover. I'm excited for that one. That is gonna be something special Hopefully Matt Riddle goes over because like I say every week This guy comes out and he's the biggest star on any of the shows biggest star on dynamite except maybe Chris Jericho biggest star on NXT by a country mile so two, we had two great segments slash matches. The matches were great, but overall the segments were great. This is half an hour into NXT. So what a start to the show. The crowd are just popping one monster pop after one monster pop. And then we get Undisputed versus Revival. One of the best tag team matches of the year. It, just excellent stuff. Bear in mind this is Heel versus Heel. It's just a great, great match. Just pro it's just tag team wrestling how tag team wrestling is meant to be. It's all that and more of the crowd are into it. Just great. A great match. Whoever shot the show deserves firing though because they missed, I think, um, the magic killer from... Is it magic killer from Revival? And then they also sort of missed the finish to the match, which was annoying. It took the match down a little bit for me. I went four stars on this match. I possibly would have gone a little bit higher had I been able to see two of the biggest spots of the match. Um, so, yeah, that was a great match. The match of the week, easily for me. Undisputed versus um, the Revival. Uh, we had Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai. Um, that was no, nah, it, it wasn't like great. Then that set up like a big brawl. Um, if, if that that was all right, bit possibly the down part of the show. But the first hour of this show was excellent. And then we had the Forgotten Sons versus the Viking Raiders. People have seen match ratings for this on Grapple, people are going 2.5, that's purely because the Forgotten Sons are in the match and they don't like, and this was good, the Forgotten Sons versus the Viking Raiders were good, Viking Raiders are excellent, the Forgotten Sons were fine in this match, Um, the crowd were into it, I really enjoyed the match, so yeah, I went 3.25 on that match. Um, main event was Adam Cole versus Dominic, Dijak. Don- Dominic Dijakovic, it's going to take me some time to get used to that, it was just a simple short ladder match, probably about three star range, but it was the aftermath that was great, Undisputed come out to help celebrate with Adam Cole, um, Ron Smackdown guys come out, they start brawling, and then it's just running after running, I mean you're seeing that's like Drew McIntyre comes out Um, you've got Keith Lee attacking Drew McIntyre you've got Seth Rollins coming out it was just, Keith Lee is so over every time he comes out which for me as a Keith Lee fan is great to see Uh, how is anyone not a Keith Lee fan guy was just excellent him and Matt Riddle were the stars of the indie scene a few years ago Um, but Adam Cole's in the ring he's laughing at all the carnage around him and who should come out Seth Rollins the most hated babyface in WWE, more hated than Roman Reigns which is crazy to think, Seth Rollins comes out he's back home, the first ever NXT champion, this is how much this guy has ruined himself on social media and in interviews this year, he comes out and the entire building is chanting Seth's not cool and booing him out of the building things you love to see things you love to see, um, he's going to get booed out of the building in Chicago he is going to get feel a bit sorry for him no I don't Um, but yeah so that was it then to end the show no one will survive Tommaso Ciampa comes out confronts Seth Rollins crowd are going crazy the two brawl to go off air what an end to the show what a show it wasn't match quality it wasn't like incredible except for the undisputed match versus revival but the angles the interactions the crowd reaction just the pure pop the pops that were going on it was just it was just one great thing after another it was one and i genuinely think i think this was better than the smackdown from the other week i think i, I possibly the best episode of nxt ever perhaps i don't know because i haven't watched every, all the weekly shows really i, I, I was someone who would probably watch maybe one or two before a takeover. that was it but the one the best the best one i've seen which means it's better than most of the Raws. Are we looking at, for me, are, people are going to be like, oh, you are overrating that a bit. But for me, possibly one top five or six WWE shows, T television shows of the decade. For me, it was that good. It's one that 10 years ago I possibly would have bought on DVD. Just a great, great show. Absolutely loved it. So I guess it's no surprise to tell you that the winner of the week they were 4-1 down AW were 4-1 up in our in our winner of the week series it went to 4-2 it went to 4-3 bang the equalizer hits the back of the net WWE and NXT have crawled and crawled it back it now reads AW4 NXT 4 So, there you go, 4-4. Who's going to retake the lead next week? NXT had the better show this week. Normally, I'm thinking, oh, that great show, it's hard to decide. For me, Dynamite was good, NXT was excellent. I didn't even have to think about which one was the better show this week. So, yeah, what a week for NXT. They beat AEW in the ratings, they get the winner of the week, they had the match of the week, they're going into TakeOver on Saturday. As I said, I'm not a big fan of the war game stipulation, but a lot of momentum NXT have got, so we'll see how Dynamite strike back, how AEW strike back next week, um, as I say, I hope you've enjoyed today's show, subscribe, WWE versus AEW, just search that on your Apple, on your Spotify, um, we're also on Neutral Wrestling, so just follow and subscribe to Neutral Wrestling on YouTube, on Spotify, Podbean, Apple, Stitcher, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, i say it helps the show, um, so yeah, share the show, retweet the show, like the show, but more importantly, enjoy the show, it is episode A, all wrapped up, we will see you next week, on the WWE versus AEW podcast for week nine, make sure you check out Neutral Wrestling's TakeOver and Survivor Series recap show, which will be out on, hopefully, Monday. I, myself, am at Derby this weekend watching the Mighty Whites hopefully maintain their top two spot. But if not, we've got a great weekend of wrestling ahead. So I will see you all next week, where we'll see if AEW can strike back. I've got a very simple solution for this. War Games! Everybody tried to pick a fight with me, and it has led to this. War Games. Take over War Games in Chicago. Lock the cage. Rhea Ripley thinks that by throwing a two-year-old tantrum, she can step in line in front of any of these three girls? think she has a tough team. She hasn't seen tough. When that cage closes, you're locked in the war games cage with us. War games isn't about friendships. It's risk versus reward. And we hold the keys to the entire rest of your careers. Let's make some history and let's go to war.